me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again! Please, God, let me live again! Well, there we go then. Ah, here we are again then, and the last podcast of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Not for us though. We went, I went a bit overboard on the weekend at a party. I, f- I feel terrible. Yeah, then you went out again the next night. Yeah, because I'm popular, man. You're not popular. I'm a real party. You're party not popular. Guy. You oh. just use booze as a crux. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was horrible, actually. Get a night bus. I have not got a night bus for a while. I was just really cold. I just wanted to be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I went to bed at about nine oh. last night. So, that it's so exciting. The thought of that to me now. I never thought I'd uh, be like that. It's fucking brilliant. That's like, why I don't like working for when I do night shifts and work from home and finish at eleven o'clock. And it's just like it's like being in a fucking like a gulag, staying up till eleven now for me. <laughs> Ah, it's horrible. <laughs> so how are you all? Yeah, this is our special Christmas podcast. And uh, I'm going to give you a little clue as to what the subject is going to be by singing you a little song. You ready? Yeah, go on, yeah. I'm loving angels instead. And through it all, she offers me protection. Oh, well, the clue's in the first bit. Oh, I don't know, mate. Oh. No, come on. Up, let's be bright. And... Oi, no, I, I, uh, that was good, but I thought you were going to do that Shaggy song. I'm an angel, I'm an angel. Oh, right. Yeah, well, anyway, we're doing the paranormal yeah. podcast on the subject of angels today. And if I'm honest, it was mainly so we could watch It's a Wonderful Life because it's probably, well, it's, along with the canon of Muppets Christmas Carol and Home Alone, it's probably in the top three Christmas films. Well, it may, may be one of the best films ever anyway. Well, no, it is one of the best films ever, I yeah. reckon. Yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. But also, Angels is a good subject for us to tackle because... Can I say something about it? Yeah. It's, it's that good, you don't notice it's black and white. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. <laughs> that's all I want to say. It's that the storyline is that good. Thanks, Jamie Graham. Yeah, that's all right. I don't know who that is. He's yeah. <laughs> a film journalist. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so do you want... Should we do the film first, or do you want to do Angels first? Yeah, the film. Come on. Or do you think do you think it's better to do Angels first? Well, I don't know. We probably should have chatted about this before. <laughs> we were rolling. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's just go on about Angels in general then to start with, because I, I've had a, a okay. I've had a visit today where I've sat for an hour and a half with a very very religious woman. Um, Go I, on. To be honest, I could have done without it after the weekend I've had. But... Should you be talking about this <laughs> on a podcast? Yeah, because on I'm a not... comedy podcast. Yeah, I'm not saying a name or why I was there, but anyway. What was her name? I can't. Well, of course I'm not. Well, I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> but anyway. anyway, so she was. I haven't chatted to someone that religious for ages, and it's almost like um, being with someone who's really drunk. <laughs> like... That's religion. Yeah. But like, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. It's, yeah. like, it's like a willful drunkenness, isn't it? Yeah, she was really, really, um, <coughs> she's like me. quite insistent that um, that the you know God is coming back and He's bringing fire and stuff and all that. So it was a bit. Anyway, I started thinking about the podcast. Nice one, G man, and like this angel business, and started all off. I was basically just thinking about 
this idea of uh, what is an angel? Because um, I, I, I just, I didn't, I had it in my head before that they were dead people. Well, do you want, yeah, well, that's the kind of, that's the conflict that, that people have nowadays. That, like, originally, so in the Old Testament, um, in, in the old school, like, Bible writings and stuff, angels, the name angels comes from the Greek word angelos, which means messenger. Yeah. So they were messengers from God. So they were, they were godlike. They had godlike powers, and they were made from God. But the assumption was that they were kind of always there. So they're extremely spiritual bodies, and they're not of earth at all. So they were never, ever, ever, ever people. And the idea that if your mate gets into a pub fight <laughs> in Weatherspoons and gets stabbed in the throat. He's not going to turn into a fucking angel. He's just going to... I mean, if you believe in heaven, he might go to heaven, but uh, he's not going to be an angel. Yeah, because it's quite—it's obviously quite a hard role. They were up there. The angels were up there. And let me, I'm just going to read you the description of angels from Ezekiel. No, you describe an angel to me first. Like, What, what would you think of? What, what they look from like? From top to bottom, head. Uh, I mean, yeah, like obviously big pair of wings on the back and then the old circular halo. Probably yeah. wearing white. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is what Ezekiel says an angel is. You ready? Yeah. And they have the likeness of a man, and everyone had four faces, and everyone had four wings, and their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet were like calf's feet, and they sparkled like the colour of burnished brass. As for the likeness of their faces, they had four. The likeness of a man and the face of a lion on the right side. And they had four faces. Also, one was an ox on the left side. They also had the face of an eagle. Fucking hell! So, I mean, on top of Ezekiel's pretty shoddy sentence construction, I think it's clear that they were pretty mental angels, aren't they? I mean, that's not the... They basically had four faces. That's not a comforting presence of somebody you want in your darkest hour, is it? Like something with the head of an eagle and a lion. And the feet of a cow. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty mental, isn't it? It was send me right over the edge. And th- yeah, but they were, they, were, they were messengers from God. They were harbingers of doom. And they were sent to earth only very occasionally to kind so of spread... What sort of things to say, though? Spread shit around. Well... Recycling's changed to Thursday. No, 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 no. There were a lot of, like, tribes back in the day that were fucked over, especially Christians. So they, I guess, the thought, if you're a tribe who's, like, been subjected to slavery and you're getting absolutely battered every day by someone who's making you work for free forever, then the idea that there's... Excuse me. Then the idea that there's a load of angels with swords on fire in the sky that are going to come down and help you out at some point it's probably pretty like comforting well yeah i mean i suppose that's religion isn't it yeah but the angels were like the original badasses like they were they were when end of days happened they're apparently the ones who were going to be fighting all these devils Hmm. like all these demons like thousands and thousands of like demons crawling around everywhere oh. and they're just gonna I mean like your bedroom on a, on a Sunday morning yeah basically they're gonna come down with like flaming swords and, and stuff like that um, I'd, I'd definitely still put money on the demons yeah probably yeah, just, yeah why would you not back something that was 
nasty in a fight. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the angels were pretty badass as well. Yeah. They at the start of Christianity, they didn't really go on about angels that much because at the time, like Christianity was being the the big thing about Christianity was right bollocks to all this Roman stuff and all this like barbarian shit where they worship like seven hundred different gods. There's one god and that's it. <clears throat> so. The reason they didn't go about angels that much is because they are quite godlike. They're almost like demigods because they've got divine power and stuff like that. So they just didn't want to confuse any pricks at all who would go like, oh, so why is it all right for us to worship loads of gods in Christianity, but not in Romans? So they just sacked them off for absolutely ages. And then they only started coming back about like a few hundred years later kind of thing. Very generally. I mean, you know, I'm not a theologist or anything. What? <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, and then what's the... When did it become, then, this thing that, like... Oh, you know, you, as you said, uh, you get it by a car or something, or you, I don't know, you just die, or whatever. And then you're, like, you get to come back. Right, well, A, I think a lot of that is just people feeling comforted and the fact that if you die, you go to heaven, but it's not good enough to just be in heaven. You've got to be... like Everyone thinks they're special, don't they? So everyone thinks, oh... I'm here for a reason and God's got a reason for me and it's like no he fucking this is such a bleak one (laughs) (laughs) no that's why the Christmas one that's why we're doing this wonderful we should have just done gremlins yeah Um, but to answer I'll try and answer that question quite shortly because because it's probably not going to be 100% right but basically when the Reformation occurred like when the Protestants started with Martin Luther and stuff the whole point of the Protestant reformation was that he wanted to dispel with this idea that you had to talk to a priest or a bishop or whatever to get to god like the idea was that you could have a personal relationship with god so when that happened angels kind of went out of fashion quite a bit apart from the only asset of angelism that survived really and that was fashionable with that lot was the idea of a guardian angel because it was this idea that you could be a lost soul finding your way to the kingdom of heaven on your own with your little guardian angel, which was basically like your soul. So that was like a really personal view of angels. And that's kind of the thing that's stayed with us to this day. It's a really personal thing. It's not Gabriel coming down with a flaming sword and battering someone or whatever. It's like your fucking nan sat behind you or something. I I just it'd just be it just yeah. It's just baffling though, isn't it, to think that like someone who could like hardly read in their lifetime is suddenly gonna be like handed all this power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well I mean if it makes you feel bad alright to believe that that I think that we're getting onto pretty heavy <laughs> like yeah. we're basically like a, a minute away from having like an atheist rant. One tradition of the old school angels was that they were made out of half fire and half ice. Well, how does that work? Well, because it just... That was just their way of saying, right, they're just well odd. Like, you can't beat them. Like, so, you know, like, if you fought Sub-Zero, you could, like, set him on fire and he wouldn't like it because he was ice yeah. or whatever. Um, I suppose that was just their way of going, no, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't beat, you can't beat them at all because they're half fire and half ice. Well, it's like uh, the, uh, the mythical afters, the baked Alaska... 
I hate bacon ice cream cooked in an oven. Hate it. Why? Apparently, it's according to Marcus Waring, though, it's one of the oddest like, yeah, yeah. dishes you can... You have to have an industrial quality oven. Who said that? Yeah, my mate's stepdad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was he so bothered about it? He's just he's in the Navy and he actually cooked it, but he used to wind him up if he hadn't talked about it. He used to say, never underestimate the Alaska. <laughs> How many times did that come up? Like surprisingly more than you'd think. I don't know why. I mean, I, I've always been what, fascinated. Did, with did it come up loads because you'd go, "Is that prick again?" Someone started talking about <laughs> baked Alaska and how easy it is to cook. I think, like with anything, people realised that it riled him up, and then like used to, you know, pick on him about it. Yeah, well, I'd wind him up about yeah. it. But anyway, so look, basically, like an angel, as you say, equal tolerance of cold and hot. Well, that was. I mean, that was old school. Then along came this medieval philosopher called Aquinas who said that angels didn't have earthly form and therefore they had no sins no desires and no joy which to me is just horrible yeah and it's also just another reason to think that the medieval times were just not a laugh at all yeah like they couldn't even let angels have a laugh they had to take everything away from them yeah there was no telly or anything was there of course, there was no TV back then. No, no. no. Uh, yeah, I was going to go into like all the hierarchies of angels and stuff. But I don't think we really need to, do we? I mean, uh, I had a little flick through. I've got something for you here, right? Go on. So, uh, so I went through because a lot of these websites are um, uh, like with this angel stuff. I was like googling facts about angels and stuff, and it's really the stuff you got. But there's, Fact, that, yeah, I there's mean, this that's, one. That's where, a bit of an oxymoron. Isn't it? Um, and it's just people talking about how they know that angels exist and stuff that's happened that's proved it to them. And this is right. one, one of the stories, this woman, she goes, um, so she was sat in a hairdresser's and uh, she was sat opposite this little boy. And then it, this little boy's mum was sat next to him and then the mum went to have her hair cut and she went over. She could see this kid was drawing Scooby-Doo on his pad. Oh, yeah. She went over to sat ne- sit next to what him. What a hard drawing. Yeah, yeah. She went over to sat next to him while his mum had gone up to have her head done. And at the second she sat down, this little kid, instead of Scooby-Doo, just started drawing an angel. He drew this angel with a halo on it. Right. So then she said, and then she knew from then on. No, no, what, but what? were angels. What? <laughs> what? That's the, that's the thing. That's one of the stories. Was the kid dead? No, no, no. What happened to the mum? Nothing. Nothing happened to like... So the... a kid drew an angel? Yeah, yeah. And that means that... As soon as she sat down next to him. So she knew that angels existed. What the yeah. fuck? How does that prove anything? <laughs> but this is what, and this is what they're all like. There's another one on there, a woman, and she's she's walking home and it starts hailing, like hailstoning. She goes and hides in a church, and then she reckons as soon as she hid into the church, she heard a noise like um like a like a really big baby giggling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the hail stuff. But then it's like hail will stop unless you're like. Um, do you know what I mean? It, it, no, there's no unless it will stop. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise we'd all be dead. Like if it hailed forever. Well, yeah, but also, <laughs> like, <laughs> but see, even even if it went on for days and it stopped, why? There's yeah. there's so many things to blame that on. Then before you jump to angels, but this is basically. If you want... What have angels got to do with the weather? If you want to believe it, if you want something to be... I'm, I know this girl once who said that... Um, oh, it's fucking mental. A, it's a, like... A crisp packet had blown up to her when she was sat on a bench and she was like, oh, that's that was definitely oh. my dad. 
I'd look. I would love to see like a, the cross section, the Venn diagram thing of people who believe in angels and people who believe in astrology. Because I bet it's like nearly hundred percent of them. I was reading some astrology things today that some knobhead had posted on Facebook. What do you mean, like those star signs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't care if they know who it was, because well, whatever. And they put they were cancer. I'm, so, can, I'm cancer. Yeah. What, what did it say? Did it yeah, cancer. So they put up um, so twelve facts about cancer, and the first one was cancer is the sing the symbol is crab. So. All cancer people, when they go on holiday, they like to go on a beach holiday. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the crab. Another one, right, listen to this. Someone gets paid for this. Yeah, yeah listen to this, though. Um, people with the star sign cancer like to be loved. <laughs> yeah, because everyone hates that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loads yeah. of other people aren't bothered. Oh, it's just such bollocks. It's like seven. It's probably about seven or eight billion now people in the world, isn't it? Divide that by twelve, about one point two billion people or whatever. One point one billion, and that's just every star sign. Every star sign represents one point one billion people in a little one-inch column in the paper every week. Yeah, but so am I going to meet the woman of my dreams then before, this, before no, the you, end of the year? You, or what? you won't. No. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but what about any Cancerian? Because yeah, they might do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, should we? Should I feel we, like we've got a bit off road here. Should we have a look at this? I found the problem with this one was, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be sneering at people. It's not really what we. I know it is what we do on here. Yeah, <laughs> like I found it difficult this one to not be it because it is a bit like. Uh, I like to, if I find myself sneering at people, I like to just attack the subject, not the people. Yeah. So what you're saying, we're going to attack a load of angels? (laughs) Yeah, let's let's fucking get out there. Set a load of knives on fire and get out there. Where do you reckon you'd find... Right to the gates to meet them. Where do you reckon you'd find a load of angels around there? Not anywhere near North London, I wouldn't have thought. The Nicholas Nickleby public house. I mean, if you're talking about people who have just died, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, there's probably yeah, loads yeah. of them. Yeah. As we speak. So, It's a Wonderful Life then. Yeah, uh, so It's a Wonderful Life. The um, 1946 fantasy comedy drama directed by Frank Capra starring Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. There you go. So, basically, uh, it's a Yeah, come on, let's have your... It's a two-hour hour and forty-minute film. It's widely regarded as one of the best films ever. Yeah. I want your synopsis in two sentences. Like bloke puts stuff off, like knocks a woman up, and then has to stay where he is, and then loses it, and then his mates have a whip round. And <laughs> <laughs> end, end of. Yeah, that's almost exactly yeah. what happened, actually. No, it is really good, but it is like I mean, it's for because what. For me, watching it as well is like you're supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be surprising for everyone when George Bailey like flips out and loses it, but he's depressed from like pretty much the start of the film. I mean, like, yeah, I think you were you were saying like, like there's some very clear signs that he's in he's in trouble yeah. from the start. Like he's he's really not happy, and I don't think that you help anyone by just 
putting your head down and cracking on if 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 you're really not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know. He, what my, my first thing was when he walks that girl home, and they're talking about their futures and that, and how like how they want to what the stuff they want to do and all the rest of it, and it's all quite nice. And then he just starts like he starts going. Oh, should we throw a load of rocks at this house? <laughs> Stop, do you want to put these windows through? And she goes, oh, no, no, I don't know. And he goes, oh, come on. And he fucking pelts that rock through that window and then gets her to do it. Yeah. George and then ba- it's all just a massive laugh. George Bailey, the saviour of the community. Yeah. Like throwing bricks at an abandoned house. What a dickhead. Um, but before that, when he... There's, there's one, of the, one of the big moments of the film is right at the very start when... He is working for the chemist, and he, yeah. the chemist's really depressed because his kids just died of diphtheria. It's a very uplifting film, <laughs> yeah. And he sees him put all the the wrong tablets into this medicine thing, and he runs off, and then he ends up telling him kind of thing. But what I had a bit of a problem was with was with there were all these bottles of medicine, and then right in the middle of them just a huge one that just said poison on it. A massive, <laughs> it's like a four litre bottle that just says yeah. poison. Why, I mean, would, why, would you're, you're asking, why would a chemist stock poison? Yeah, because... Is that like... I'll tell you what, eliminates... I mean, if there's any chemist, I'm sure there's no chemists listening, but can someone tell us, like, why would a chemist have poison? Imagine we got a phone call now from, like, I came and had a really nice chat with a chemist. You're good. That'd be all right. Um, I'll tell you what will eliminate the chances of, of not poisoning people not having any poison yeah, in your premises exactly but then he, he battered him didn't he he was smashing him round the head oh he smashes him round the head yeah 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 I mean there's no wonder he's fucked up he got beaten the shit out of like every day at work those two little girls were like fucking with his head from the very start yeah his dad's about 80 um his brother is like younger and a lot more attractive than him and ends up being a war hero and I stuff. I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it fucked you up, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, his brother is um, his brother is nice, though. His brother is, like, is all right to him. Like, if, if, yeah. if his brother was a bit more of a dick. But anyway, so basically, this guy just, so it doesn't really, it just doesn't really, I mean, but then, you know. Well, he wants many... to, I mean, spoiler alert, we're assuming everyone's seen It's a Wonderful Life, mm. but he... Like, he basically wants to go off travelling and go to uni and leave Bedford Falls, which is where he's he's been born and brought up. But, unfortunately, his dad has a stroke and he, through, through a chain of events, he has to take over the Bailey Buildings and Loan, which is the company that his dad started from the ground up. And his brother's supposed to take over it after a few years and he doesn't. And then he gets stuck there and he has a few kids and all the rest of it. And... He ends up getting really skint and trying to kill himself. And that's when our little angel, Clarence, comes down to show him the error of his ways. So Clarence is like an angel who's not got his wings yet, apparently, according to this god who's represented by a star. And he's like a really posh American guy, isn't he? Yeah, and and he basically just slags this bloke off. Oh yeah, he slags Clarence off. He says, oh, he's got the IQ of a rabbit. But yeah. the faith of a child, yeah. as though as though that's really good, like yeah. But he's, I mean, he's but he is a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Like, but then, so this, so this guy, uh, so this guy is basically to show him, like, if if you didn't exist, this this would be 
what would have happened. Yeah, it's like a Christmas carol, isn't it? So he kind of fast forwards and takes him back to Bedford Falls and no one knows who he is. And considering Jimmy Stewart in this film is a pretty bright guy, I mean, you said it as well, but I couldn't believe it watching it again. It takes him so long to like figure out that he hasn't been born. Clarence says, I'm an angel. Look, I'm going to make that car disappear that you've just crashed in and then it's going to be like you were never born. And he goes, no, 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 you're mental. So he does it and he goes, oh, fucking hell, you must be a magician. And then takes him back to the town and he meets everyone, his best mates, like all the people in the town, everything. And they just don't know who he is and he still won't have it. It goes on for about 40 minutes and he just won't have it. I suppose it is quite a mad thing to be happening though. I mean, imagine like if that happened to you and someone was just walking you around and you've seen all your mates and they were just going, uh, who are you? Yeah, it is mental. It'd yeah. be horrible. But yeah, no, you should have got it a bit quicker. But yeah, what what do you think someone would show you if you, if they said to you, oh, this is what would have happened if you hadn't existed? Um, I think they'd just, show my, they'd just show my dad and he'd look loads younger and he'd be happy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, oh, fucking hell, that's an horrible question. Yeah, but it's good though, isn't it? Well, yeah, probably... Like the Nickleby would probably be shut. Yeah. To start the Nickleby, fucking probably about like every pub in fucking Stoke Newington as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Alan would like. <clears throat> I don't know. Alan would probably. All my mates would be a lot more successful. Yeah, and um, Alan might have like a a, a a literature prize or something. Yeah. And like he, well, he'd just be a lot. His liver would be a lot better. Yeah, but fucking hell, he. I mean, we're talking about someone who no one <laughs> yeah. knows it, like. <laughs> Uh, what else? Well, well, I mean, it's just, but the fact that you've had to think, it is a horrible, it's horrible, like, place to put yourself in, but works out well. And as you said at the start of this thing, that is the whole point of these, this idea of angels and all this, isn't it? Is that, like, you know, you what, you do make a slight difference by being alive. Oh, God, yeah, well, people. yeah, I suppose so, yeah. But it's a bit of a backward kind of thing to think about, isn't it? Because if you hadn't been born no one would know any different and the world would be just as good or bad. Like, your life is nothing on Earth. Oh, God! Come on! I mean, like, the Earth is nothing in the grand scheme of things. So your life, in particular, like this little blink of an eye of, like, 40 years or however long you're going to live for, it's just fuck all. 40 years? Well, yeah, if you look at it, yeah. The fucking rate you're going at the booze and that. And you've been having mini heart attacks as well. I've got about four and a half years left then. This, Yeah, but you... Haven't you been having heart attacks? No. Like heart murmurs or something? No, just... I I don't want to talk about it. Well, all right. Well, let's just agree that you'll be happy if you get to 40. Yeah, I mean, you know, who wouldn't? I want to just say as well, like, so Clarence is showing George Bailey around and saying, showing him what Bedford Falls would be like if he hadn't been born. So he saw his old boss had turned into like an incurable alcoholic. He saw the whole town riddled with corruption with all citizens living in the slums of of Potter as well. He saw the grave of his nine-year-old brother because he didn't save him when he went through the ice and also heard that hundreds of soldiers were brutally murdered just because of his actions because his brother wasn't there to then save their lives but the worst thing 
out of all of it, the thing that made his eyes actually bulge with horror was seeing his former wife working in a library. <laughs> yeah, well that and that Clarence goes to he go he goes he goes off but what about Mary? And Clarence goes, Oh she's a spinster, she never married and he goes, What the f- <laughs> she looks exactly the same. She's just wearing a pair of glasses and she's locking up a library. Now, if I was George, I'd be a bit happy by that. Well, yeah. I'd be like, well, yeah. Be better off than him like, going, oh, well, where's Mary? She's and not she's in like, like a three-way in a basement <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. She's going out with like, yeah, she's going out with a mixed race supermodel. <laughs> why, why mixed race? Don't know. I suppose for the 40s, that'd be pretty mad. Why not? I mean, yeah, at that time, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then um, the ending is like, because I was expecting, the ending is is mad, and you know, if you haven't watched it yet, you should, but um, I I kind of, a little bit of me did wonder whether, like, I will, you know, he's he, he's not sorted himself out here at all. Like he's frustrated with so many things in his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that, I, I, you know, you wouldn't put it past if you can snap that easily at a load of your kids out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great scene, isn't it? Then, and he just snaps. Then you could do that again. Um, yeah. Like you know, it's nice they've all like rallied round him and stuff. But he, when he, when his brother says that, like to my brother George, the richest guy in Bedford Falls, and he could see him sort of going. I'm not though am I mate yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I, know. I know what you're doing is using a nice turn of phrase but what you're actually doing is just bringing it even more to light that I'm not loaded yeah. and I had to rely on the bloke who I used to slag off who's now made a fortune in plastics to wire me 25 grand and my wife looking at me as she's reading the telegram out thinking why didn't you just fucking put a bit of money into this, you loser? <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. It's all well and good. I'm kind of on side with Potter a little bit. It's all well and good being like, oh, they're people and they're this and they're that. But if you're that much of a donkey that like you're going to end up with like losing loads of money all the time and stuff, like you do need to have a bit of business acumen and then you can be like generous and stuff with it. What do you mean? Yeah, but you're talking about... He was... Ripping people off, that other guy. Yeah, well, no, no I, I know that. I'm not saying he should be like Potter, but I mean, Potter had a good point, which when he said, oh, he's not, he wasn't a businessman, his dad. He was just too, like, his head was in the clouds and stuff. He needs to have a bit of that. Yeah, but thing. I mean... Because you can't just... It's 1946, isn't it? You can't just be thinking, oh, well, if it fucks up again, we'll have another whip round. Where the fuck, where did all this money come from? I'd be saying to these cunts if they turned up with all this money, oh, we had a whip round, I'd be going, well, where the fuck were you the other <laughs> month then? Yeah. When I was skinned, oh. when, when you were all banging the doors down yeah, trying yeah. to get your money Can, back yeah. off me. Couldn't you have done this when I was just about to fucking check my baggage in for my honeymoon? <laughs> yeah, you dick. Instead of like, yeah, hammering at the door because some of you had lost seven quid. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, it's a great film and I want to leave you with this bit of trivia, which... It's a it's a long held rumor which I choose to believe. One of the one of the producers of the show said that it's not true, but it's never been totally refuted. That you know Bert and Ernie, the cab driver and the cop. Yeah, that's what Bert and Ernie were based on. What really? Yeah, because yeah, they're both best mates yeah. and they're both unmarried bachelors and they hang around together all the time. And that's I reckon that it's almost certainly true because like 
Well, the guy who used to be a showrunner on the Muppets is, but for some reason, has like come out and said, oh, "No, no, it wasn't. What they weren't based on Bert and Ernie, even though he didn't invent them." And he said, "I know, I knew Jim Henson, and even though he didn't tell me personally before he died, I just know that it's not the kind of thing he'd do." And I'm just thinking, like, what, like, why would, why are you so bothered about this? Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. it's not like, it's not like some big accusation, is it? And it's quite a not like you say. It's quite a nice touch in it if it's true. So I'm going to believe that. And you all, and you all should as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we, we didn't do anything about Christmas. We didn't really talk about yeah, angels right. that much. We didn't yeah. mention Clarence for about a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been pretty shoddy. We've not done. We were supposed to be doing that nail and nose thing again. Yeah. This is supposed. We were supposed to be formatting this podcast loads, but we haven't done anything. All right, <laughs> maybe cut that bit out. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll obviously... Let's wrap this up because what's the t- we've been going for 32 minutes. I don't want to have to edit this for four hours again, so... We'll be back in the new year. Thanks to all the listeners. Probably doing Friday the 13th in the new year. Why is that? Because a Friday the 13th in January. I know oh, we've right. done it once already, but we can do the sequel. Oh, well, there we are then. Something for everyone to look forward to. I think we're kind of. I think this is kind of veering more into like a paranormal film podcast than a paranormal podcast. We might want to think about. Well, I will talk about. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you later. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. That's right. Oh, boy, Claire.